Welcome to Bridging Chicago, a podcast that aims to connect our listeners to Chicago's business, community, cultural, and charity leaders. Brought to you by the SATC Solutions Center. You can connect with us on Instagram or Twitter where our handle is at Bridging Chicago. For more information, including our email, visit us online at satcsolutions.com. Be sure to rate and subscribe to Bridging Chicago on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this podcast. Hello, welcome to Bridging Chicago. I'm your host, Leona Kuhar. Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the U.S. among all ages. There are an average of 132 suicide deaths per day. That's about one every 11 minutes. Based on those um, statistics, I feel it's safe to say that many of us have experienced the devastation that death by suicide or an attempt can bring to families and individuals. Awareness seems to be a key in the prevention of deaths by suicide. Our guest today on Bridging Chicago is Amy Kartheiser. Amy is a Chicago-based Uh, interior designer, and the co-founder of Under the Same Sky, or UTSS. UTSS is a nonprofit organization created to, among other things, provide awareness of the risk factors attributed to suicide and to raise funding for suicide awareness and survivor support. Amy, welcome to Bridging Chicago. Hi, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So I'd like just to start with, um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I'm a native Chicagoan. I grew up in the Northwest suburbs, born and raised, and I've lived here my whole life. Um, I went to college after college. I eventually started my own interior design firm, which I do now. And um, sadly, about seven years ago, I lost my brother to suicide, and that kind of propelled me on a mission to do more. Um, So I opened up my own charity, as you said, called Under the Same Sky, and I basically run two companies right now, I feel like, my interior design business Mm -hmm. and my charity, Um, but they both seem to really go hand in hand with each other, believe it or not. So your brother's death was your inspiration? Absolutely. I mean, um, it's a really difficult, tragic event to come out of. And I think after my family had been, you know, in our healing process, which is a really long process and we're still healing to this day, is that you kind of come out of it hoping that no other human being has to go through the pain that you did as a survivor. Mm -hmm. Um, let alone the person who's feeling the pain, who's suffering with a mental illness. But if you're going to survive it, you know, finding a way out of that pain is really a a process that I was never aware of, um, that you don't have that support system like you may have with other types of death. And Mm -hmm. so it was really a goal of mine to find some way of bridging that gap between, um, survivors and healing. When did you found, um, when did you organize your not-for-profit? 
So we actually just launched about a year ago and it had been some time in the making through various things I was doing. I, as I mentioned, I'm an interior designer. I have this incredible love of travel and I travel the world. And it really started that I went down to France to visit a friend who lived down there. And on my airplane ride over, I thought, well, what if I buy some goods? Because we're going to be going to these antique markets and I bring them back to sell. And if I sell them in my studio, maybe I could raise more money for this foundation that my family and I had been um, partnered with for quite a while since my brother died, which Mm -hmm. is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So I did that on my first trip to France. I got a container. I filled it up. I shipped back all this furniture and amazing blankets and baskets and pottery. And I had what I called a pop-up event in my studio. And believe it or not, people came and people wiped it out. They bought everything. And so... With that one event, I was able to raise a lot more money for American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. So I kept traveling and I kept buying and I started doing these pop-up events twice a year and they were incredibly successful, but I always felt like I wanted to do more. And so it was a week in June a couple years ago or a few years ago that both Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain both died by suicide. It was a devastating week, I think for many people, um, particularly those who are already survivors of suicide. And that was a week that I just said, I've got to do more with this. So that really began the premise of me wanting to launch my own charity to do more for survivors. So just based on the success of your initial pop-up events, that shows you how much um, more awareness of suicide is needed. People need this. Yeah. You know, it really was amazing to me. It, um, it opened up. My goal was always to open up the conversation. I feel like the more we can talk about mental illness and suicide in society, the more lives we're going to save because we're going to normalize the conversation. So these pop-up events really was a gathering of people, you know, who a wanted to come and support me But who also, I was amazed at the stories that people would come and share with me. They really opened up and became very vulnerable about situations that they too had made it through. And maybe it wasn't to the point of suicide, but maybe it was just mental illness they were dealing with with a friend or themselves or a family member or a child, you know. And as I kept hosting these events, the conversations became broader and um, more people step forward and people would email me and text me and find me on social media. And it really was kind of doing what I initially set out to do was to really open up the conversation and normalize it. And even if it was in these small, intimate settings, if that's where I had to get started, that was great. And I feel like I really accomplished that. Well, it does sound like you certainly did. And it sounds like you uh, provided a comfort zone. For those yeah. that just needed a place, a safe place to open up. Yeah, yeah. And, and people aren't always, you know, as we know as a society, people are not comfortable 
talking about mental, mental illness and right. they're not comfortable talking about suicide. And so if we can find a place where people start to feel comfortable, my goal is that they will then continue on that path of comfortability and bringing that forward in their day-to-day conversations and in their life so they can continue that conversation moving forward. Right. So I know that you partner with many or several organizations. Can you tell us about some of those organizations that you partner with? Yeah, there's really one organization in particular, and it's the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. After my brother died and my family and I were looking for a way to heal, I came across this amazing foundation. They're they're large, but I had never heard of them because I had never been in that circle before. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a club that you don't ever want to be invited into, but here we were and they do these walks in different cities throughout the United States. And I gathered up my family and a bunch of friends and we were in Chicago and we've had t-shirts made with my brother's face on it. We named our team. We raised a, a lot of money and it was really an amazing experience. You know, it was a difficult experience the mm-hmm. first time we went But it's also very comforting because everyone who's there has been touched by suicide. And it's not just that they've maybe lost someone to suicide, but maybe they've been challenged with it themselves. They've had thoughts of suicide in their head. They've struggled with mental illness. Mm -hmm. And here you are on the streets of Chicago and you're all together and you're walking the streets and you're kind of passing on this message. And it was amazing the people who would honk their horns and wave and support that you would feel even from people riding their bikes or driving by as you're on these paths in the city. So it was it's really just a great organization. My family and I became their top fundraiser in Chicago year after year. And they noticed what we were doing. And their CEO, who's in New York, started inviting me out to all expense paid trips to New York City to their Mm -hmm. gala in New York every year. And that was amazingly exciting. Um, You know, I heard Anderson Cooper talk. Uh, He was dynamic and thought provoking. And, you know, it, it makes you they make you want to do more too because you see what they're doing for the community as well. So, so it's a great motivation that's me. Um, when I launched my charity about a year ago, you know, I really thought long and hard about what, where the impact I feel needs to be, you know, as we are starting to raise more money okay. and suicide, when you become a survivor of suicide, it's an extremely isolating experience. And it's really difficult for people to know how to approach you with the subject. You know, I look at it as if my brother had died by cancer. You know, people would have asked, you know, how long did he have cancer? What type of cancer did he have? How long, you know, was he suffering? Did you know the end was near? You know, and those are not questions that people ask you when he died by suicide. And what they don't understand is that he actually did have an illness. You know, he died by a mental illness, but people run from it. So it becomes really isolating and you feel like, you know, thank God I've got um, six siblings. I've got my parents, you know, and then we were all able to kind of huddle in and support each other, whether it was hour by hour, minute by minute or day by day. 
And so I really wanted to raise money for those people who survive suicide. And we are what we call a supporting organization of American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And we're the first one of its kind for this foundation. And it's really exciting because when I think about all these other people who are looking to do things, it's really hard to get a charity started. It's a startup. I mean, I've started a business. I have a startup right now and it, I run my own interior design business. So I completely understand what goes into running a business, but it's amazing to have the support of this lar- larger foundation be- behind you. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a wonderful partnership, even just one year in, it's been an amazing partnership and I feel blessed to have them backing us up. But we do raise money specifically for an area that they have called healing conversations. Okay. And this provides survivors with their first conversation with someone who understands what they've been through because all of the people who volunteer to speak to survivors are people who have survived suicide themselves. Um, What are some of the ways um, that you think we can bring more awareness to suicide and mental illness? I mean, I'm a huge proponent of talking about it. You know, like I think that is the number one way that none of us are shy um, of bringing this out within ourselves or if we struggle, that we have safe people to talk to or that if we've gone through it, that we're able to share our experiences with people so other people start to feel more comfortable with it. You know, so I think that is it. Um, I'm a big believer in the conversation. That's where I would like, that's where I start. And that's where I'd like to continue going. And I do believe that as these conversations start to unfold and people begin in society to see that these are, these can be considered normal conversation. Mental illness Mm -hmm. is something so many people struggle with and have struggled with. And it's, I, we don't even know the numbers that are going to come out of this pandemic right now. You know, right. we, we all feel it, whether it's us personally, whether it's our parents who are living alone, friends who are living alone, our children have been struggling these past couple years. So I think people are more in tune to it, yes. especially coming out of the pandemic, but it's erasing the stigma behind it too. Yes. So the more we talk about it and normalize it, the more we erase that stigma. So that's what I really want is just these places or these people that people can go to and feel comfort. And I've really become that person for so many people. um, Unknowing, like people have reached out to me who I don't even know because they know what I'm doing. Say, hey, you know, my friend lost their spouse or lost a child or my uncle just passed by suicide. You know, I'm, I'm amazed at the people who reach out and, I love that. And I'm, I'm happy to be that person all day long. Well, and it seems too that, um, suicide deaths are so, um, it, it doesn't matter who you are. It, it affects all age groups, 100%. uh, popu- you know, different populations, different, um, age, like I said, age groups. Um, it, it has no, um, boundaries, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And he has no boundaries. Absolutely. I mean, mental illness can affect anyone at any time. You know, it's not, sometimes it's a long time coming, but sometimes it's just an event. And it's an event that could just change your whole world 
and you may dive deep into depression or into anxiety and you don't know what to do with it because maybe you've never dealt with it before. Or maybe it is a lifelong struggle and maybe you did not feel comfortable telling people because you felt that they would judge you. You know, my brother was 52. I mean, he was married. He had grown children and he was successful. So, you know, that would make people go, you know, look at Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. It doesn't matter how much money you have or how popular you are in society. And it happens for so many different reasons as well. So, and it's, it's, you know, I mean, sadly, sadly, I just read an article on a 10 year old this last week, you know, who died Mm -hmm. by suicide. So the fact that it's starting younger and younger is heart wrenching, but it also speaks to the fact that we need to start educating these children and talking about it sooner and making it okay. And maybe during their educational process in school, that they are talking about mental illness more openly. Do you think the fact that there's celebrities committing suicide and dying by suicide, do you think that brings this more to everyone's attention? I do. Um, I mean, I hate that that's what has to happen for society to kind of grasp a hold of it a little bit more. But I do. I mean, regardless, you know, celebrity status with anything is going to heighten or lessen um, anything in life. And so, you know, we had Robin Williams and then we had Kate Spade and then we had Anthony Bourdain. Mm -hmm. And there's been numerous artists and musicians over the years who have also died by suicide. And, you know, as these celebrities die, it becomes a bigger piece in the newspaper, you know, and on the news because you're not seeing it when it happens to your next door neighbor. You know, you're Mm -hmm. not seeing it on the broadcast. You're not seeing it in the papers and you are seeing it though. It's more in your face when it becomes a celebrity who's died by this way. Um, What are some of the ways that you uh, raise funds for suicide awareness? So as I told you, I was raising money during my pop-up shops and I'm going to continue to have those because I have a lot of merchandise um, from my travels. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm on like four continents a year and right before COVID hit, you know, in, in literally a four month time period, I had been to Bhutan, to Egypt and to Myanmar. So I have all these wonderful goods and I I want to continue down that path. I love travel. So I will continue to do these pop-up shops um, in either my studio space where my design studio is out of or at other people who have volunteered their spaces for us. We just had our very first in-person, what we would call, we call the soiree, Mm -hmm. which would be likened to like a charities gala. And we had an outdoor event in September. It was our very first one. And it was an amazing night. And we had over 165 people there. And we raised money through people buying tickets to the event. We had a live auction. Um, Some wonderful things were donated. We also had a silent auction. And this was very special is... From my background of interior design, I am also in touch with numerous artists throughout the city of Chicago because Mm -hmm. 
I work with them on commissions for my clients. I place their artwork in our home. And I also do a series through my design business on Instagram called Meet the Maker. So I spend time with these artists in their studios and it's beautiful. And one by one, without me even asking, these artists would just come to me and say, I'd love to donate a piece of art for your event. And then one artist would tell another one what he was doing. And the next one would email me or call me and said, Hey, I heard what Kevin's doing. I'd like to donate a piece of my art for your event. So it just evolved into this amazing silent auction where we had nine of the most incredible artists in Chicago donating their works. And we raised so much money from their donations. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, at the event, we also had a paddle raise. And the paddle raise was highly successful. I don't think anyone knew what to expect from our event because it was a first time. But because this night was just incredible, under the stars, together, really a lot of us for the first time since COVID to be outside and to be in this place um, where we had the open conversation about mental illness and about suicide, yet it was an engaging event. It was a fun event um, that we're going to keep on this track. Um, so we've already set our date for 2022, believe it or not. So November, or uh, yeah, November 4th of 2022 is going to be our next soiree. And And are you um, allowing for more space since the first one was such a Oh my gosh, we are. We already have a place that came to us and asked to donate their space and it's huge. And I mean, we're so blessed. I mean, I can't tell you the people who've already come up to me and asked to donate things for the next event. They enjoyed it that much. So we already have our space and in hand in hand with this space, we're going to continue to do our pop-up shops there as well, possibly. So, and I'm going to continue to walk for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention every year. I think it's really important. And then we'll also do a year-end pledge for people um, who maybe haven't donated throughout the year, who want to give back, you know, if they kind of look at maybe what funds they have left over that they're able to give back as well. It seems to me just from our conversation that you are like the perfect person to, to create this organization, your background, your networking, um, it, it just seems like you have done such an amazing job in such a short amount of time. Wow. That's really nice of you to say, you know, I mean, it was all kind of serendipitous. I mean, there was, you know, when I think about, you know, the history of your broadcast, you know, you kind of pivot and learn and, you know, yes. things kind of take on an organic growth themselves. Mm-hmm. And I didn't imagine when I was getting on that plane to go visit my girlfriend, in France, she had just moved there. And I thought, what a fun trip, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you find yourself shopping and you have these thoughts on the plane and they just kind of evolve. And the way the soiree evolved, you allowed to say that again. I said, you allowed those thoughts to, to expand. Yeah. Right. You know, and the way this last event evolved was incredible to me, you know, that it was really six weeks before the event that we decided to do it, you know, because it was still COVID and the Delta right. variant was, was it on, was it isn't? And we were like, do we do it? Do we not? Should we go ahead with it? And mm-hmm. it was like middle of July or maybe beginning of August. We thought, let's just do this. Let's just see, you know, let's just see what happens. And I also had to build a auxiliary board. You know, I didn't have one. And I thought, oh my gosh, in six weeks, 
we're going to try and pull off an event. And it's just me and the woman I started the charity with. And how are we going to do this? And I started texting people I knew, like good friends or people like who were close to me who had experienced suicide in their lives or mental illness. And I reached out to eight amazing powerhouse women in my network. And every single one of them said yes. And every single one of them stood up and took on the challenge. And that is really how this event was successful from all of them. So, and like I said, the donations of the art and people, the in-kind donations we got for the event, I was astounded with. I mean, I've never done anything like this. So to ask and have people say yes was amazing. And it it really kind of shows you like how many good people are out there and how many people are really willing to help and how many people believe in our mission as well. And it's motivation to make you want to do more and continue this. Yeah. Yeah. And this is my passion. As you can clearly see, (laughs) I could talk about it all day, you know, and I've become passionate about this charity very much so. And, you know, I hate to you know, I do anything to have my brother back. And I, you know, there's always a silver lining to everything. And if if this is what I'm turning it into, then I'm glad to be this person and this spokesperson and the person to um, put it out there that, you know, we need to have these conversations about mental illness and suicide and really erase the stigma around it. Well, and it certainly is what you've done is, is certainly a silver lining to a tragedy. Yeah, it truly is. Yeah. Um, I took a look at the, um, your website and I really thought it was wonderful that someone could go to your website and have so many options of links to go to, to get help. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if anyone, any of your listeners take a look at our website, it's utsscharity.org. We do, we really want to help survivors or people who are struggling with all, there's so many outlets out there, right? I mean, we're just a a one-stop shop, but if we're the vehicle that they could get on first and find all these different stops along the way, to find a place that works for them, we're happy to be those people. So we continue to update it and our Instagram account as well. Yeah. And, you know, we love what we're doing and, and I'm glad that you like the way our website worked too. Well, one thing um, that stands out to me um, is um, MindWise Innovations. I thought that was a great tool that someone anonymously could basically take like a survey, a screening um, to see if, you know, where they could get help, if they needed help. Um, I thought that was just wonderful. Thank you. I would love to take 100% of the credit, but I can't. I've got an amazing team of people who help me and we work on it together every month. And, you know, we, they, they brainstorm, we brainstorm and we come up really what is our vision and what is it we want to put out there for everyone? So I'm mm-hmm. glad that you found so many links helpful. I, I certainly did. And I think it's um, something that is very easy for people to use. So it opens yeah. the door, which is a great thing. Yeah, thank you. Um, are there any other partners in uh, that you partner with that you would like to uh, talk about? or You know, for as far as the foundation goes, um, 
like I said, we are a supporting organization of American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. But, you know, as our website shows, there are so many, I mean, there's NAMI, which is a fabulous foundation for people with mental illness. And a lot of people I know who've lost someone to suicide choose to go that route. Um, And and really, you know, I hate to even say that route because they're all interconnected and they're all about helping people and they all support each other. Um, My brother, you know, we did not know he was struggling. So he really hid it from us, from his family, from his friends. And we didn't know he wasn't okay. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of where our path went to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. It just seemed like a better fit for us. But NAMI has been a wonderful foundation for so many people, maybe um, who's, who've had people that they didn't know struggled, of course, but for maybe those who've had years, they've had to support someone who has really struggled with mental illness. And it's mm-hmm. been you know, a long road and a, a long journey for all of them together. So I think that's been a, a, that's a great foundation for people to find as well. And again, there's just in any city, there's so many wonderful, smaller foundations throughout Chicago. And it's such an open community, you know, just not just around suicide and mental illness. But as you know, Midwesterners and we're all in Chicago, everyone's really kind of cheering everybody on and helping everybody. And we're all kind of, you know, in it together is the way I look at it. Well, I think that you're foundation makes it, I I don't want to, I guess a little bit easier for people, or at least it opens the door that there's so many avenues that are available. Um, You know, if somebody, right. That's if somebody, you know, wants help. Now, if somebody wanted to um, support your organization, what would be the best way to do that? The best way to do that would be to go directly to our website. Again, okay. it's utsscharity.org. And we have a link on there where you can donate and you can do a direct don- donation, which is wildly helpful and supportive. We also have our shop link on there. So all okay. of those wonderful pieces that I've curated from all over the world, we've got beautiful pieces from India. We've got pajamas and robes and caftans and beautiful boxes that were handmade in India. I've got art from Myanmar. I've got jewelry from Egypt. So there's just so many wonderful pieces. And 100% of the cost of those items are donated directly to our charity. Okay. And now's the perfect time with the holidays coming up. It really is. Thank you for saying that. And you're absolutely right. So it's usually this time of year that we would do a big pop-up shop. Okay. Um, But due to not feeling comfortable being indoors yet, you know, we're going to pass one more season. I hope it's the last season that we have to pass on a a pop-up shop indoors. But that has been wildly successful for us in the past. And you will find so many wonderful things to gift to people or to yourself. Quite frankly, I'm a big Mm -hmm. believer in gifting to yourself around the holidays. A little self-love goes a long way. So um, there, you're absolutely going to find something for everyone. Oh, great. Well, Amy, thank you so much for the work that you have done and um, Under the Same Sky has done for putting a focus on suicide awareness. It's something that's 
much, much needed, and I'm sure greatly appreciated by those who have experienced oh, death that's so nice. in a family by suicide. Well, thank you, Leona, so much for having me on today. I appreciate the opportunity to just continuing opening up the conversation. Yes. And thank you for let, allowing me to do it on this podcast and with your audience. Thank you, Amy. Take care. Okay. You okay. too. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bridging Chicago as produced by the SATC Solutions Center. Nothing contained in this podcast shall constitute financial, investment, legal, and or professional advice. No professional relationship of any kind is created between you and the podcast host or guest. You are urged to speak with your financial, investment, or legal advisors before making any investment or legal decisions. Furthermore, the opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the opinions of SATC Solution Center, SATC Law, or any of its employees. This podcast is created by the hosts and guests' individual capacities. All opinions on this podcast are or have been rendered based on specific facts under certain conditions and are subject to certain assumptions and may not and should not be used or relied upon for any other purpose, including but not limited to or use in or in connection with any investment purposes or legal proceedings.